Hello, we're back for the October edition of the Chester House Chapters, building an audio library of the life and times, people and events of one of Northamptonshire's leading heritage and tourism venues. You'll find the Chester House estate just off the A45 between the towns of Wellingborough and Rushton. In this chapter, there's a whole new role for one of Chester House's most enthusiastic staff. She joined the team with a specific brief, but that brief has now been dramatically widened. Is she excited? Yes, I think excitement's um, actually an understatement. I go home every night with more ideas and ultimately I want to work with a successful business and be proud of what we're doing here and we are definitely going to be that within the future. This, this is my future and it's so nice working with a team that all feel the same. There's the locally based husband and wife team who are getting ready to put the frighteners on you, but only in the name of tradition and entertainment. For Kat and Steve, it sounds almost like a way of life for them. Well, we live in a cemetery house, so um, we've got witchy books everywhere, wands, skulls and so forth. Not a gothic house, but uh, it, it's a happy, happy house where we live. We've got a uh, pentagram above the garage with some uh, broomsticks and so forth, as you do. And Imogen from the events team is back again, looking forward toward the future and the delights of the festive season. What's more, she's promising a little Chester House magic. The magic appears in all small areas, from the moment you meet the cast to the activities, and also um, a small top-secret part in Father Christmas, which um, you'll have to find out. (laughs) It's good to keep things top-secret because it makes it even more magical. I'm John Griff, and these are the Chester House Chapters. We are fully into the autumn and despite some mild temperatures there's also been a little seasonal rain falling on the estate just to keep the walkers on their toes. After a very busy and successful summer you'd be forgiven for thinking that things might quieten down for the team here but that's just not the case. It's still busy with weddings and events and for a heritage venue like Chester House there's always maintenance to do too. But within the team there have been a few changes and one of them involves someone who came in originally to look after the weddings offer here. It's not just an important day for the bride and groom, it's equally important to the business of the Chester House estate too. Lisa Hust was that person, and we spoke to her in an earlier Chester House Chapters podcast. Well, Lisa has now taken on the role of general manager, and as she's been telling me, it's brought a huge widening of her responsibilities too. Absolutely, and I'm absolutely delighted to be given the opportunity to lead the team here at the Chester House estate being the new general manager. Very important role, Uh, strong leadership skills are a necessity with a wealth of experience with my background being commercial sales, catering, hospitality, events um, and working with the community and engaging with local groups. I'm very excited what I can bring to the Chester House Estate um, and equally Um, what's important with working with Creating Tomorrow and the students with work experience and also um, our education programmes. Last year, over 1,800 children engaged in um, our Dig Field School, which we are very proud of. Um, We are looking to collaborate with the University of Leicester with events and corporate bookings to fund and showcase our annual archaeological dig which is our USP and that's what drives us um, forward. So what you're telling me therefore is you're a round peg in a round hole and that's really important to the future of this place. 
Yes, um, we are not an event. We are not just an events venue or a wedding venue. We are an overall visitor experience attraction. Uh, we have so much to offer here, um, and working with our, all the other arms of the business is vital for what we can bring. We're sitting. Um we're sitting downstairs. We're almost underground, but not quite. Uh, if you come along to the Chester House Estate, there is a museum, which is not to confuse it with the Ark. That's a very different place. There's an interpretation that goes on. There are storyboards that talk about the site with its history back to 300 BC and more. And we always talk about the Romans, but there's also history back to 300 BC. This isn't just a place of history. This is a place for today as well. And for its future, it has to be. And we want to give the visitor a wonderful experience whilst they're here and talk about us and visit us time and time again. This is the hidden gem. The Chester House Estate is absolutely the hidden gem. That's my job now to drive the business forward. And we want to work commercially with other experiences. Um, I'm very proud to announce that we're going to be launching a new commercial offering in Trapped escape rooms that are joining us over the next couple of weeks. So that will be another experience for people to enjoy whilst on site. How important is it to innovate all the while? I mean, people will probably hear there's a little bit of beeping going on because we happen to be in a place where there's electronic equipment. There's a mower just about to go past us. This place is a hive of activity. But how important is it to to change the offer, to innovate so that people find something new when they come to visit? Oh, but you've always got to be upselling. You've always got to be bringing those additional con- different concepts to drive the business. And and equally, um, it's got to be a hook. Let's get people to the Chester House Estate, and then they can absolutely see and see what they've got going on here. Especially as a local person, um, we want people to know what's on their doorstep, be proud of what they've got, and ultimately, by children coming here. Children are our future. Um, If they learn what this was 10,000 years ago, be proud of where they live. It has a dominoes effect then when they have have families um, and, you know, they continue to be local and grow up in the area. When we spoke to Jack Pishorn, who, of course, had your role right from the word go when he was general manager, when we spoke to Stephanie Wooster when she was general manager, they were making the point that this place has to stay commercial so that the heritage offer can still be available to the general public. This place has to earn its keep effectively. From your point of view, how do you build on the last couple of years of Chester House? Because we're right on the point at Halloween arriving. And when Halloween uh, appeared two years ago for Chester House, it was the very first soft launch event that anybody had seen here. So we're kind of coming full circle, aren't we? I think I think that the important thing here is the infrastructure is here. We're a new business, and it's almost like enhancing and building what we've got. So we've got Halloween approaching very, very quickly. But what we've got different from we had last year, we've still got Halloween event, but we're adding on different things, being more creative, um, giving different offers. So instead of one Halloween ticket, there's is whatever you want here to fit your budget, we can absolutely do. And we want everybody to be able to experience coming along to a Halloween event. If it's just a walk through the fantastic spooky trail, which 
really is scary this year (laughs) must i say honestly everybody's got to experience so if it's just doing that or it's just doing trick-or-treating or it's just coming along and walking your dog around and and just soaking in that atmosphere ultimately the, the the big ticket price is doing all of the activities go and find a pumpkin on the pumpkin patch um doing the activities going through the walkie spilky the trail um yeah it's exciting times it really is when I come here, usually it's quite quiet at Chester House. You get periods of intense activity. The summer is out of the way. We were talking about so many events with Imogen that were coming up for the summer. Now we've got events coming up towards the winter because hard on the heels of Halloween and bonfire night is, well, Christmas. Are you in a position to announce Christmas yet? Christmas is going to be launched very, very soon. The events team are working very, very hard, again, being very creative, and it is just incredible what the events team have got this year, doing all their self with their own ideas. Um, I'm not going to say too much about it because that will be launched very soon. But, you know, we spoke, John, we spoke about a busy summer, busy winter, and you've just mentioned maybe quieter times. Actually, it's not looking like it's going to be any quiet times. We've got things happening in January and February already, and we're talking about next year, half term in the spring with lambing events. So it's all, it is actually all happening here at Chester House. You mentioned that you've got a local connection to Chester House. A lot of the people who work here do have a local connection. They are local people in their own right. And we talked before about the pride that local people have for this place. How conscious of being a nationally significant venue are you? Because you have to appeal to people more than just on site. If you only appeal to people who are here or within a couple of miles, that's not going to work in the long term. How do you spread the net further? Um, I believe we can go all the way on this one. Our demographic, yes, is for everybody. Um, We do need to be looking at how we can reach out to um, other areas beyond Northamptonshire. Um, You know, let's be a visitor attraction centre that pulls in people from far and wide. I've got some fantastic... um, ideas with people that i'm talking to how we can expand and enhance on the business um, without saying too much there's going to be over the next 18 months there's going to be plenty of things happening here that will pull people from all over the country pretty much and you're keeping your powder dry on that one as well absolutely yeah <laughs> absolutely um and um, and and equally working with the university of leicester with our archaeological dig um, and collaborating with them, you know, to get students and to get visitors from the whole of the, of the country and overseas to come along and see our dig and, and learn all about our landscape and what we actually are all about is very, very important. Let's not uh, misunderstand here. That is the reason we're here, um, because of the heritage, um, but ultimately commercial income helps fund that. All right, well, I'll allow you that one, but I will be back to talk to you about other events before very much longer, and you can talk to me and everybody else on the Chester House Chapters podcast then. Are you excited about the future, having taken over as general manager? 
Yes, I think excitement's um, actually an understatement. I go home every night with more ideas and, and actually I have to sometimes take stock and think, right, OK, let's get a plan for tomorrow. And I often say to the team in the office, I've got to say this, otherwise I forget, because there's so much, so much I could bring to the state, so much I want to do. And ultimately, I want to work with a successful business and be proud of what we're doing here. And we are definitely going to be that within the future. This this is my future long term. Um, and yeah, and to be fair, it's so nice working with a team that all feel the same. And each and every one of them are passionate about Chester House and want it to thrive as a business. That's some investment. And I suppose if you could bottle that, uh, then we'd all be uh, billionaires. Um, one final question. You've got a, a team of paid staff. You couldn't do what you do without the volunteers. How important is your relationship to them as the general manager here now? Our volunteers here are the most wonderful team. They are an integral part of the business. They work in all diverse elements of the business. Yeah, there's some real nice characters there. That's the new general manager at the Chester House Estate, Lisa Hust, excited by her new role and raring to go to take the Chester House Estate to the next level. You'll be hearing more from her in the coming months. Well, that'll certainly get the adrenaline pumping. From Chester House to the most haunted site on the Chester House estate. Indeed, the haunted house, which awaits you if you get your skates on and get over to Chester House in the very near future. I've got Kat and Steve with me from the haunted house. Um, Guys, thank you for showing me around. I uh, have a sneaking suspicion we might get interrupted from time to time during this particular chat. This started as a bit of fun for you. It's an enormous great installation now and it's going to both delight and terrify people in equal measure over the coming few weeks. Oh, it definitely will be. Yes, uh, anybody from the age of zero up to 99 uh, would come and enjoy this. So we've got the uh, inflatable area for the uh, smaller children with the I Spy games and uh, Whack-A-Rat we've got, um, Hoopla and um, what else have we got, darling? Oh, well, we've got Pumpkin Shy which is obviously a take on the coconut shy, except you get to hit pumpkins off a shelf instead. Um, So we do this uh, because we wanted to include community and family, um, and that's how we started. And then obviously we kind of progressed and started doing it for charity as well. What kind of husband and wife team wants to scare the living daylights out of people on an annualised basis? I mean, what does your house look like now? Our house, well, we live in a cemetery house, so um, we've got uh, witchy books everywhere, wands, skulls, and so forth. And that. Um, it's not a gothic house, but uh, it, it's a happy, happy house where we live. Um, so, yeah, uh, we've got a, a pentagram above the garage with some uh, broomsticks and so forth, as you do um, on the apex. Uh, yeah, that's, that's our house. That's what we do. Do you have a theatrical background? I mean, are you are you prop makers for, for films? Because the quality of what's here is is right up there. It could have come off a film set from Hammer Horror. No, not not really. I mean, I did um, a bit of amateur dramatics um, in my past. Um, I also was um, the props person for a lot of productions. So I used to go and source props. Um, so no, uh, as in an official theatrical background, no. Um, 
But Steve? My brother, he's a prop master for the movies. He's worked with all the top films of Star Wars, of Tom Cruise's, uh, many big, big films. He's been out there. He's uh, made the props, the weapons, and he still does it to this day. So a little bit jealous of me, brother. So, um, yeah, we do turn our hand to making props and bits and pieces, and I send him pictures of what I do, and he, 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 he gives me the right replies. But then he shows me pictures of what he's done for the latest Tom Cruise Mission Impossible film, and I went, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's a question of scale. Now, people, when they get into the haunted house, the haunting starts right from the word go. It's lonely out on the road, but not so lonely as where I'm taking you. <laughs> Say goodbye and hop on the back. It's time to go! <laughs> That's just a flavour of what is then to follow, because the haunted house is an enormous installation. You go in, you find some of the characters, you've even got your very own walk-through... Well, is it a ghost train? Well, we like to call it a walking ghost train. We've been asked um, how to describe it, and that's how I've always said it. So if you imagine that you're going on a ghost train, but you're actually just going to walk through something very similar, that's how we've always positioned it. And, yeah, we do start from the the beginning, where we have a Reaper rider, um, and we have him because one of the charities we're supporting is um, a motorcycle group this year so we thought it was important to put him in there um, and they are the association for recovering motorcyclists um, and we said we would support them this year that's a very nice gesture i mean steve this is a business but it's a non-profit business it's a non-profit business uh, any monies we uh, make through ticket sales and through donations will go towards not just a uh, uh, motorbike uh, recovering guys it also goes to the uh, local animal sanctuary as well and um and any money's addition to that that we make we put it back into the business so next year we can buy more props um to make more scares to make it different next year to what it is this year and cat there are things that people will see if they come to chester house now that you can't find anywhere else in the uk yeah, well, we actually purchased um, a few props from the States this year, so we had to have um, a f- couple of our props actually shipped over from the States because they're just that little bit different. Obviously, the States tend to do Halloween on a bigger scale than we do um, in the UK. So to get props that are of excellent quality, you, you actually do have to look at the ones that are for sale in the States. <laughs> Don't mind the webs. They're always a little sticky at first. (laughs) Steve, come into the house and people will get a good scaring, to the extent that Chester House itself has put, well, what can only be described as a health warning on its website. (laughs) Yes and no. Uh, You'll go around our walkthrough. Most of our props would be normally sensor activated, but what I've done, I've deactivated the sensors and put them on a push button. So you can walk past them and um, they won't do anything unless you press the button. Press the button, then they'll react, talk to you, move around, uh, or even jump out at you. So that would be your choice whether that happens or not. Um, That goes from right from the beginning of the uh, ghost train walkthrough uh, right up to the exit. And then we've got uh, adults or older children, uh, little room where it's a bit more gory, a bit more uh, frightening, um, which is fun. Um, People that have experienced it so far have come out laughing and enjoyed themselves immensely. You're going to be giving a lot of pleasure to a lot of people. You're going to be also generating a lot of adrenaline in people who will be coming through. 
Do the two of you try to outdo each other when it comes to scary uh, goings on at home? I mean, do you leap out at each other in the dark? No, we're incredibly boring when it comes to that. Um, no, not at all. Uh, I think we tend to get most of our kicks from people's reactions when we do this on a yearly basis. Um, and to be fair, I think that's probably enough. Bright Night is back. It's great to know that it's happening here at Chester House. Good luck to the two of you. Thanks a lot for talking to me. Thank you. Cheers, thank you. Thank you. So with the theatre of the mind and the macabre goings-on of the spooky, haunted house here at Chester House, that's Halloween done for, and that's Cat and Steve. But of course, hard on the heels of all of that comes the festive season and into 2024. Imogen from the events team at Chester House has joined me. We're underneath the arches overlooking uh, the fantastic courtyard here at Chester House. I remember last year, Imogen, you'd got a fantastic grotto for Father Christmas. The sleigh was in the corner. Is it just going to be a repeat in 2023 of what you did in 2022? It's completely different this year. So Chester House are taking on the grotto themselves. And we've got three activities, um, which is melted snowman cookie making, festive card making and reindeer food making as well so it's a completely different experience so there's real output i mean there's an educational side to this almost because christmas card making a lot of people will say well who writes christmas cards these days because we live in the world of social media and so on but you're you're kind of bringing a bit of tradition back yeah definitely i think with father christmas it's definitely important to have tradition and creativity Okay, now, when you say um, you're taking the grotto on yourselves, I mean, are you suddenly going to find yourself dressed as an elf? Is it that kind of taking over? I'll be behind the scenes making things sure are going perfect, but we've got a Christmas cast who have been auditioning for the roles. So you kind of got your own pantomime going? Yeah, we're trying to make it a show as much as possible because the cast are the ones that bring the magic. I can do all the building and the set and things like that and get the contractors in, but the cast are what will make it magical. I seem to recall that last year you were very, very busy and there was a sense of performance that went with the grotto. I mean, the sleigh was outside. How do you top that? How do you continue that? Because people who came last year are going to be saying all right, if we're going to come this year, what, what's going to be different? How's it going to be different? Everyone last year visited the grotto and they all went as a family group um, and other family groups, whereas this year it's all individual family groups. OK, now, everybody knows that Christmas is about children. Christmas is about families as well. So that sense of family, what do mum and dad get out of this? Because I'm not too sure that they'll be making Christmas cards. Mum and dad all get the enjoyment of just watching their children really believe and in the magic. Our cast put in so much effort and they really make the grotto, so we're making sure they get the parents involved as well. Okay, now I I believe a small bird has told me that there's a bit of magic involved uh, as far as your your dealings this year are are, are concerned. It's not a pantomime, this isn't a theatre, but where are you injecting the magic from? The magic appears in all small areas from the moment you meet the cast to the activities, from what the cast will say and also um, a small top secret part in Father Christmas which um, you'll have to find out. (laughs) Lisa's just told me about things and then refused to give me the details. You're doing the same thing as well. There, There is this sort of, oh well, come and see for yourself. That's always been one of the strong points about Chester House. Come and see for yourself. Come and be part of it. 
yeah definitely and it's good to keep things top secret because it makes it even more magical we're talking immediately before halloween you're already booking through into the christmas period and beyond it's likely that you're going to be busy so people will be looking at the website is it too soon to be starting to think about 2024 or are you already sort of well into that already we're planning it's definitely not too soon we're looking at springtime and february half term right now and i'm even looking at summer so (laughs) it never ends yeah it never ends here at chester house do you all look forward to the festive season because i mean for, for a lot of people it's the end of work it may not be a long break but it's a break but but for you guys the work just keeps going i mean do you look forward to it or is it a question of oh no summer's out of the way now we've got to think about christmas It's always busy here, so I guess there's always something to look forward to, which is nice. And it is nice that you can put all your effort into the magical side and things like that, so that's what I really enjoy. And are you going to get Jack Pishorn dressed up as an elf? I don't think I'll ever win on that one. (laughs) That's Imogen Martin from the Chester House Estate events team, celebrating Halloween this month, but already well into the planning stage for the festive season and on into 2024. Our time together for this particular Chester House chapter has come to an end. My thanks to my guests, General Manager Lisa Hust, Kat and Steve from The Haunted House, which is with us until the end of the Halloween season, and Imogen Martin from the Chester House Estate events team. You'll find the details of everything going on at the estate on its website, www.chesterhouseestate.org. Be sure to check it regularly for updates and offers. Tickets tend to go fast here. I'll be back in a month's time, but between now and then, why not have a listen to the developing library of chapters from the estate for you to enjoy? We publish a new one each month. Just look for podcast on the estate's website or Chester House Chapters from your online provider. Thanks for listening. It's time to go! (laughs) Goodbye.